Monday Night Raw, podcast in the shadows, Blake, doing the damn thing, WWE, it's good job, Raw came from uh, St. Louis last night, I believe, at the Enterprise Center, Paige opened up the show, awesome to see Paige with a mama, because it's her house. Uh, I haven't seen Paige in a little while, but you can go catch her on backstage. I was almost thinking, like, oh, my goodness, are they about to cheap plug the backstage show? Or is she going to come out and big up the Kabuki Warriors? I mean, she came out by herself, and I'm thinking, like, okay, well, maybe she's uh, not going to, you know, I don't know, like, is she going to introduce them or, you know, like, what's, what's happening here? So whatever, she um, comes out and uh, brings out the Kabuki Warriors, and the Kabuki Warriors got some, you know, dope new outfits just to continue with the heel nature, and um, you know, Paige does a thing, cool little, you know, respect shown. A little bit of the I told you so could have been some great heat for Paige. But, I mean, maybe you don't want to get, you know, heat on, you know, because, uh, you know, LOL WWE backstage on FS1. But um, I will say that um, it was cool. Green mist on Paige from Oscar. And, um, you know, it's doing give me water, water. The, the, the doctors did not have water. I don't know what type of solution. Uh, they were trying to use to get the mist, but uh, it was uh, pretty funny. So uh, out comes Becky for the save with Oscar. I mean, well, for the save for Paige. And uh, we got Oscar and Kyrie Sane uh, literally out there. So we know we had Kyrie and Paige. Uh, excuse me. See, we want to see Paige back in the ring so bad sometimes. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. We're all strong. But, um,. Yeah, we know Kyrie was supposed to be taking on Becky, which was a, oh my goodness, words don't express the opportunity. Hungry, I've had a you know a fair bit of I don't want to call them critiques, but I'm just I said I'd be paying attention to Kyrie and just uh, seeing what she could uh, be a little better with, you know, just from the in ring and see if the ring rust was there. And I mean, you're just getting acclimated, getting acclimated with part of me. With, uh, you know, the superstars and you're seeing how well they work together in the ring. So the only thing I would really say about Kyrie is, uh, you know, with all three of the elements, it's she just has to keep up with certain moves. Other than that, she definitely uh, she's there. She has all of the all of the the makings of a future superstar in the company, you know, in the women's division. Like she's a good, you know, a good piece in that and and, I mean this is what it's all about like everyone's a piece in the puzzle so Kyrie is one that can definitely uh, work her way into the women's division more so I think her and Oscar are great being tagged up together for right now Uh, I didn't know if Paige was going to be a translator with uh, the whole thing with them or how it was going to work but it was nice to have Paige out there green miss uh, Oscar and Becky winning out that match Look, Becky, hands down, she's she's on top of her game right now. There, there's no question about it. She's had great matches uh, week after week at this point. It's been a couple of times that I've just noticed, like, look, man, she's, you know, she's she's looking more built. 
Like she's been in the gym, you know, she's working with Seth real well. I'm enjoying just, you know, the development of the main character. She's totally uh, just taken on all of it as far as just being a superstar goes. Like, and all of the stuff that she said she could handle, and also she said she'd be able to do with being on the billboards and all the, you know, magazine covers and the. All of that, like the character switch, it was perfect for her. So I'm really, really proud of Becky for, you know, just right now, shoot. We love Charlotte 10 times, but I'm not going front. The, with the horsewomen, I said it for a while with Becky and Charlotte kind of just being at the top of the women's division ladder. But now with the draft being, you know, I somewhat official, I'm a, I want to say it's going to be, it's going to really like start happening after Crown Jewel, but we know how this goes, but I do feel like there's a, there's a definite uh, split between the brands. Like, there's Raw and then there is SmackDown. You could call out with whatever you want with the antiquity of the, uh, you know, wild card rule or whatever, how things don't make sense, but I'm, st- I'm starting to see it all form and take shape. I could be wrong in a couple of weeks, could be saying something completely opposite, but from what I'm paying attention to, I'm enjoying it all. Either way, um, who was it? Like I said, Becky and Kyrie were not at it. Kyrie had some great moments of offense. Other than her just needing to keep up at times, you know? Like, she's rolling out the ring when Becky first came in, when, you know, when you did a little cleaning up the, you know, cleaning house angle. And uh, she Becky went for a kick, and it, you know, she had to stop herself because Kyrie was supposed to have been rolled out the ring by that time, so Becky had to, could have chased her down and missed, but made it look that you know that much better. Small things. I believe it was a running bulldog that Kyrie took her time on, and that reminds me of SmackDown uh, last week where um, Mandy took that bulldog. Oh God! Practice makes perfect. We love you, Mandy, but Jesus Christ. Landed on the knees Like we know you ain't Trying to mess up The money maker You know what I mean So I get it But jeez You know what I mean Like don't be scared To go in there And take one Becky was falling Directly flat on the face In midsection You know what I mean So you know Same rules apply Even for the hot ones Either way uh, Yeah Becky picked up The victory over Kyrie But Kyrie had some Cool submission spots In there Just a couple Like good moments And the spinning back fish I know that's That's what made me Notice her in the first place so when she hit that, I knew the match was coming to a close soon. Uh, whichever way they were going to go, I had a feeling they were going to give it to Becky. But still in no, Oscar, I'm sorry, pardon me, Kyrie didn't look bad at all. So shouts to Kyrie sign. And I mean, Oscar with the green mist, you know, being ringside and such like that. Like, it, the women's division is taking shape. It's a good look, man. So I talked about the opening segment long enough. But, you know, shouts to the ladies, man. They did their thing. Uh, our truth in action next going up against Buddy Murphy. Uh, kind of knew this was going to be, uh, you know, win for Buddy Murphy going in. I wasn't uh, upset with the idea. It's a good way for Buddy Murphy to get back out there and, you know, be reintroduced to the Monday Night Raw audience and such like that. And I mean, with the draft and such, it's really like a, it's a good look for Buddy to get out there and, you know, do his thing. I uh, we always enjoy seeing Buddy Murphy, you know, at work doing his thing, and you know he's in there with our truth. So it's not necessarily jobber level, you know. It's uh, 
you know, he is a WWE superstar. He has, you know, won championships. He's definitely uh, respected and, you know, reg highly regarded by the crowd. You know, call it what you want with the 24-7 thing. I mean, I'm looking at it like, uh, you know, like it's... Uh, you you start questioning why our truth wants to be champion. Get into the match, the whole twenty four seven crew come running around the ring or running around the stadium, if you will. Ha 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 ha! If you don't get the joke, you don't have to. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're running around the ring and running around the stadium, and our truth gets caught up in the. You know, the hype of doing that. So he's running around with them, chasing the Singh brothers for the championship. And, um, yeah, eventually he remembers he's in the match, jumps in the ring, takes a mean knee from Buddy Murphy, which, you know, Buddy Murphy's definitely, uh, you know, good with it. Every, we got a couple cats that do knee strikes. Buddy Murphy is one of the better ones. And that's not a talk down on anyone else that does it. Like, you know, Mandy Rose or shit. The, the game himself, you know. But, um, yeah, this new age of the knee strike. You know, you know, we call out the game. Got to call out NXT superstars. So, shouts to Matt Riddle with his knee strikes. You know, but um, knock America. Well, excuse me, knock a continental. But Buddy Murphy definitely has one of the better ones. So, moving forward with the product as the you know months and years come along and they progress i'm pretty sure buddy murphy is going to be very very well regarded or well respected for the knee strikes and the way he you know pushes them across either way picks up the victory on our truth 24 7 crew leave the stadium and our truth goes and chases after them hey let the story continues and um i'm i'm neither for nor against it it's done great numbers and people have been highly highly entertained by uh you know some of the 24 7 antics to you know see if these guys can continue on that same streak or i mean i feel like whenever they decide to pick it up and make it interesting again it'll totally grab the internet by storm that's uh that's just my opinion on it and you know, with you know, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but it'll, it whenever, whenever there's a segment, there'll be a segment. If there isn't, there isn't. Like I, I try my best to understand TV time. You know, as each week goes, you know, on, you know, as part of me, as each week goes by. So I'm like, all right, maybe next week they'll have some segment for it. But this week is quick match, threw it out there, ha ha ha, and uh, let's move on into the next one. Ricochet and Drew McIntyre went at it one more time. Uh, I'm not opposed to some rematches. I'm, you know, paying attention to some forms. Of, well, you know, I don't want to say some forms. But I'm paying and watching NXT now. But I definitely want to uh, continue just studying that part. Well, that part of the product and comparing and contrasting for myself to the main roster to see the differences and maybe even uh, come with some ways that could uh help the transitional process a little better with the superstars that would get uh, called over to one of the rosters either way um ricochet buddy murphy go at it in a rematch from last week it was a beat down on ricochet so i mean this is all pretty much hyping up team hogan versus team flit at crown jewel thursday streaming live on the wwe network 
And um, it was a good match. It was a long match. I noticed that, I mean, for a while with the surveys that were going now, people were asking for shorter matches and more storylines. If if it's certain memory serves me correct, I could be wrong on that completely. But I think that was how I remembered it. And, um, yeah, now it seems that a lot of the people in the internet wrestling community want to see longer matches but better matches better stories told i think wwe i don't want to say they're mixing it up or twisting it up but it's like of course you know need the drama and the storylines and such like that but the in-ring storytelling is you know a major factor and they clearly know that because that's what all the superstars are doing so having a longer match with things can mean something it definitely gets superstars over or it can help because it does come down to the superstar, but Ricochet and Drew going at it in there. Two very, very respected characters, you know. We all know how Drew is when it comes to just how serious he is when he gets in the ring. And we all know Ricochet can uh, fight and fly around with the best of them. He's probably one of the best doing it. So um, they were going and had a good match, and it actually turned into, okay, well, who's going to win? Because... Both of these guys seem to be evenly matched for the most part of the match. Uh, I believe Ricochet, Rick, yeah, I believe Ricochet was going for the 630. It wasn't enough. It was off that kick. Went for the 630, missed, and in comes Randy. Goddamn Randy. RKO out of nowhere. Probably the best sell on the RKO we've seen to date. Uh, We've heard references made to the Rollins RKO. There's a couple other ones. I believe the Evan Bourne shooting star RKO. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm. We had the great reverse at the last uh, pay per view where Ali, you know, went into the handstand. I had to look at how Ricochet sold it. But yeah, he went into the handstand, but bounced off of his hands in such a way that it looked like he bounced completely off of his head, which was great. Very, very fun stuff. Highly enjoyable. Highly enjoyable. And, um, yeah, that it looked amazing. So, shouts to Ricochet for, you know, just selling that move to, to the next level. The people went crazy. They loved it out there in St. Louis. Right where Randy's from. I was happy for him. I was glad to, you know, hear the people respond to the hometown hero and, you know, come on, who doesn't like Randy, man? He's one of the smoothest in the ring. Is he's he's really starting to get into like the look. I'm a legend in this business character at this point, and he's been there with it. There's no question about that. We know that part, but you can really feel it. And I think Randy even knows, but he's being a little bit more. Uh, he's being like just a little bit looser with with just his energy like I, I like it I think Randy's doing great right now you know even as a heel and I think that's that's the that's the that's the Randy character we all want anyway when he came back all of years ago with the hoodie and the the the, the happy jokes for the crowd it's like Nah, man, we need badass Randy Orton. We need RKO out of nowhere Randy Orton. We need punting Randy Orton. We need the legend killer Randy Orton. So now, you know, all these years later with Randy just being, you know, cat, the, the, the vet in the, in, the, in the locker room that could, you know, jump and pounce on anybody is uh, good stuff. So Ricochet picks up the victory via disqualification over Drew McIntyre. 
LOL talk about your 50-50 booking. And um, and that's not it's not a dig or anything like that. It's just good stuff. But um, yeah, we'll see how uh, this continues to develop going into the 5-on-5 this Thursday at Crown Jewel. <laughs> tag champs. Raw tag champs. Viking Raiders went at it against uh, two local competitors representing the uh, representing the Chicago Cubs. So these guys, Eric and Ibar, made completely easy work with them. I enjoy I like the entrance with the belts. And um, I believe Ibar puts the belt on Eric's shoulder right up at the top of the ramp. Good stuff, man. Very cool stuff. They, you know, they got their anger and their rage, let's call it that. Their Viking fury, whatever you want to call it again. Um, something else. Oh, the very end of the match because we can't, there's nothing these guys, there's nothing I can tell them in ring to, you know, make them any better than what they are. They do great. But um, at the very end of the match, when they do their little fist bump or whatever you want to call that, it's, um, like, is it too much to ask? That they do that with the championship belts or the titles, it would it be too much? I mean, just to you know give that like we've all seen you know superstars do the cheers thing with the championships and such like that. So, I mean, I think the revival will have a thing like that too. But just to you know keep that energy with you know doing what you want with your championship, you know, it's like uh, I don't know. It don't have to happen, but I think it would be cool. It'd be a good way to. You know, just, you know, give a little bit of character to their tag team as, you know, as a tag team. But, um, well, as a unit, let's say that. But, yeah, all in all, it was uh, good stuff from Erica Ivar. I enjoyed the matchup. Andrade went at it with Sin Cara. Shouts to La Muñega. You know, Zelina Vega was backstage. Ten. We need more angry Zelina. Oh, man. She was great she she made me chuckle just with the energy that she had for uh sarah um <laughs> i don't even know how to define sarah's reaction <laughs> to zelina so go ahead and watch that interview on uh one of the wwe social media platforms or the channels and uh yeah just get your get your laugh on because zelina was pissed why Sin Cara had uh, a little bit of fire of his own, a little bit of an equalizer, and uh, I'm not going to pronounce her name every, the way everyone else was, but Carolina, 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 I don't even know, but her, um, I believe she might be one of the Chilean superstars that have uh, been fast-tracked to the main roster, not bad, um, Hope to see great things. I don't know how good she is in ring, but if they've given her an opportunity with Sin Cara, and Sin Cara's coming up, man, you know he's he's back now, and we all hey, we want to believe in him over in you know shadows of the WWE universe. I I have a great deal of respect for Sin Cara. When when did this last week? If uh, he's booked, he's booked. If there's no time for him for TV, then there's no time for him on TV. But I mean, I'm not gonna forget about Sin Cara. Well, I gotta, like I said, I respect him a lot. I think he's a great superstar. So, um, yeah, him and Andrade go at it. They having a good match. Some people were saying, "Oh, he should have been jobbed out. He should have lost." Blah blah blah. Like it shouldn't be. It should be easy. 
Andrade should just be walking through him. And it's like, nah, man, let's not do that to Sin Cara because he still can be a respected luchador. Like, I mean, he is a respected luchador, but I'm talking, like, on the WWE roster. Like, the fact that he's even getting TV time. You know, some people are mad. Oh, we already seen this. Oh, Andrade took him out of action. It's like, well, is that not a story in itself? You know, like, come on, folks. Let's, 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 let's enjoy the show. You know, not try to break it down for every little thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Zelina tries to interfere, and we have uh, we have uh, Catalina uh, hit the little power bomb into the barricade, and Zelina landed hard, hit the head and the neck. She sold it beautifully backstage, but good God, that was how I was feeling. I seen it, little old Muñeca, Jesus. Like, take it easy. Don't be too mad. My man Andrade did a great job. It was just a good match. Good stuff. Like I said, you know, just draft talk. I was a little mad. I was hoping Andrade was going to be the next face of Latin America or SmackDown on Friday nights. You know, head over to Fox. But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Plans change. Things evolve. And we're going to see Andrade continue to take over Monday Night Raw. So let's uh, hope for the best with him, man. Uh, continue on into the next segment. What, what is this? We got a mixed, a mixed tag challenge with those four next week. I wouldn't be opposed to it. So we'll see how it comes. We'll, yeah, we'll see how it comes together. So then we had Charlotte and Natty walk into the ring together. Like, um, wait, what? Like, why is Charlotte and Natty walking together backstage? Like, you know, you want to be excited. Of course, it's always great to see the queen and the queen of hearts same time on television but at the same same time like what 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 is what is this you know like, what is this alliance that nobody's ever even heard of and we haven't had any seeds planted for who are they gonna face who like are they gonna be in tag action is charlotte gonna boot her in the face or is this just another mr mcmahon i love blondes thing i'm i'm not you know uh, that's a joke but no, like, what was going on? So I was intrigued, and I wanted to see how that was, what was going to happen. So, yes, they were in tag action. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at the list, of, like, the draft list. Like, who who is on Raw right now? Because, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't know. But who, what women are on Raw? We know that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were drafted to Raw, but then traded to SmackDown uh, later on in the week. So what what is this, and who? Either way, the Iconics come out, and I totally had a moment. I was very happy to see them. Forgot about them for a brief moment, but, um, yeah, definitely good to see them. I was hoping to see some form of offense. They know how to take moves, which is fine, and um, I'm, I'm, they can deliver some things. Like, Peyton has an excellent spinning heel kick, like, literally excellent. Uh, shouts to Alicia Fox. Eat your heart out. We had Foxy, but um, yeah, it was it was all right. And and Billy Kay just seems to have a lot of uh, tag team offense with Billy, but they like both double strikes at the same time. So I understand, and let's hope to you know have them continue to hone the craft. So they could get in there and tell some dope stories. But getting in there with Natty and Charlotte, man. But we already know we already know the queen is the queen. But the queen of hearts, man, I still stand on it. She's one of my favorite in ring. I think Natty, you know, just being, 
you know, a trainer and a tutor for so many and, you know, a helping hand and an aid for, you know, superstars, male and female alike, you know, just to be highly respected in the way that she is. I'm just, I'm always hyped to see Natty in ring. And then when I got to see her and Ronda go at it in that gauntlet match, you know, what was it, last Christmas or New Year's? I think it was last Christmas or whatever. It was like, man, yo, Natty can really go. And I've just been waiting to see her go ahead and get back to that point. But, I mean, a lot of the female superstars can't keep up with her, which sucks. But still right here in my heart, Natty. We love you a great deal. So um, good stuff to Natty. And good stuff to Charlotte, because we saw, I believe, a sharpshooter uh, get locked in on one. I believe it was Billy Kay. And then Peyton took a spear. And boy, did Charlotte put the hot sauce on that one. Look, I pay attention to Charlotte's moveset just because I know that she's great. The moonsault, Umberto hit one. It was a little far off, but his legs were straight. Maybe Charlotte could add that part to the, you know, to the arsenal and keeping the legs straight. And maybe now she'll be able to not look like she's landed on her feet and then have to, you know, sell down into the belly. Like, it's, ah, come on, you know. Like, we want her to be all the way great. And we know she wants to be flawless out there. So, you know, small things happen. But whatever. Anyway, Charlotte hit that angle on that spear. You see, when Roman hits his spear, he has his leg go out a little bit sometimes. And I mean, they're all different, but at the end of the day, there's a, you know, there's an angle that Charlotte put on that spear yesterday. Landon looked great. The impact looked excellent. And, you know, Charlotte looked extremely strong hitting that spear like that. So, very, very good stuff. Highly enjoyable from uh, the Queen. I thought that was real cool. And it was a good, like, it's a cool way, like, for me personally, I see I see Charlotte being, uh, you know, slated in some, some tenses as, you know, the Lady Roman Reigns, you know, like, just being at the top of the division or wanting to be seen at the top of the division. But they're being a little wiser with it, like, the Roman experiment, uh, it yielded results will say that and now we know that if there's a superstar that you know is definitely uh regarded backstage highly then we're not gonna see them like we're not gonna get force fed that's what i'm just paying attention to like you know you take it in doses oh charlotte won a championship oh well charlotte lost the championship a couple of days later you know, and that's been like the running story. But now she's, you know, she's 10 time. Not bad at all. Uh, and, you know, Becky had the little line just to make sure that she stayed up there in the, you know, the higher realms of the women's division with, uh, you know, the plentiful and uh, meaningful line a couple of weeks back with the championship reigns. So good stuff. I, I thought it was good all around. The great spear, just like we had Roman on Friday Smackdown with the spear or the Superman. Well, it was a spear during the 450. So it was good stuff. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was a nice little element to add to things. And it was a good match. So Natty and Charlotte. Is that a thing? What, what, what we got? How we doing this? <laughs> I don't even know. Either way, good match, though. Falls count anyway. I know I've been talking about the warm-ups for Crown Jewel for a while now. 
Um, Seth is going at it. One-on-one, Eric Rowan. Anywhere around the arena, these guys are going to be fighting. They didn't get pinned. Don't matter. Falls count anywhere. We know Seth is going to be going at it with uh, The Fiend Bray Wyatt at Crown Jewel this Thursday, streaming live on the WWE Network in a match with nothing. And the match can't be stopped for any reason. I believe that's the quote. So, all right. Good warm-up. They made reference to Rowan being in the Wyatt family. I figured they would have, uh, you know, uh, Bray do his little, uh, you know, thing while the match was going on or to close off the match and, you know, give uh, give Rowan the victory or something like that. Maybe Harper would have jumped in, regardless of what the dirt sheets are saying. But, I mean, Seth picked up the victory. Oh, they reenacted the worst spot of all time. He pinned him with a forklift. Look, man, I'm not going to criticize anything. Paige on WWE Backstage said she just isn't connecting with the burn it down thing that Seth is doing. And I can get it. I can understand. So I'll I'll add to that and say what can't, well, maybe, and it's just, I don't want to say it's even a recommendation or something I'm throwing in the suggestion box. It's just like a thought on it. Like, maybe we could have Seth in his promos, which he cut a great promo. You know, he had a great couple of moments. It was a good night on Raw for him, in my opinion. But um, maybe he could flow into Burn It Down. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to burn it down. Like The Rock would say, uh, you know, like, like, stick it, like, blah, blah, blah. Take that, turn, turn that some bitch sideways, stick it straight up your candy ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Why, like, that's good. I think we could have, uh, you know, Seth, I'm going to take the five 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 house. I'm going to go ahead and take this and that and the third. And I'm going to burn it down. And I don't even know if he needs to say that shit slow. I mean, because, like, the crowd wants to get into it. The crowd wants to say it right along with Seth. But jumping in at awkward times, it's like, eh. I'm just starting out there. It doesn't necessarily need to change. It's fine the way it is. But with an upgraded or updated however it worked, I think it'd be fine. Like, I think it could be improved on. Like, you know, they got the fire. They got the rest of the gimmick down packed with the pyro and all that flame shooting out. And the, the little flame sounds burning and shit. Like, that's that's dope. That's good. It's, it's cool. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. Either way, Seth picked up the victory. Regardless, I picked up the victory. And, man, I was just hyped for him, man. I think Seth had a great night on Monday Night Raw. He is, even if he's not necessarily the same Seth Rollins outside of the ring because he is still a grown man with his own life that he is leading you know like leave Colby alone Seth freaking Rollins in the ring come on man come on man come on man we all love Seth we all know that and that's why I think everyone's so you know critical toward him because they love him so much they don't know how to just you know speak to him in a fashion that won't rile him up like god damn it Fire is his gimmick. Do you not think he's a little sensitive? Does fire, is fire nice if, if when tamed, but it's still extremely dangerous. A regular stove fire can burn down an, a complete 
complex. A, a, a blade of grass getting on fire can burn down a part of the forest. So I'm saying, if you mad or if people are mad that Seth doesn't want to deal with a lot of the nonsense and he's putting the company on his back, all of that, whether it's scripted or it was genuinely coming straight from him, look, he is putting in a lot of work for the company right now man. and he's making all of the matches look good so shouts to Seth yo Seth you good with us over here man so keep it up you know the rest uh let's head on to the next segment then we had uh AJ Styles taking on Umberto Carrillo now I know I'm a Carrillo guy I fucks with my son Umberto he does his thing he's great in ring he's you know, it's aerial-based offense. He doesn't. He's not really a striker. He's not really a brawler, per se. He, he's, you know, he's aerial-based. And that's something that, you know, it took me a little moment to get accustomed to. Like, wow, is this really a thing? This is a form of, you know, offense that, you know, it, it, it works. He went in there with AJ. They had a really good match. You know, like, uh, I'll say this. Just to cover it, people are mad. Oh, he lost twice. He shouldn't be losing. Oh, he's losing. But he lost the two champions. It's, I want to say if he goes up against some regulars, he could totally win. Oh, they're not making a star. Everybody doesn't need to be made a megastar, bro. Just just, just think about it from a marathon level. And, and we'll see how things continue to play out as the weeks progress. Uh, but... Uh, I think Umberto did great in there. Going in there and being able to keep up with two of them. Hey, I would definitely say maybe he needs that victory next next time he's in the ring. I won't say next week. You never know. You know, TV time is what it is. But, um, yeah, I would definitely uh, say he, he should get a win. The crowd would uh, definitely... Well, I don't know. I think it's going to take a little bit of time because they're still getting familiarized with him. But I fucks with Umberto. I think he did great. I think he had a good match. And uh, shouts to AJ. AJ beat him up after the fact. You know, he went for the handshake. Umberto smacked him. And it's like, oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> you know, you smacked the United States Championship. Well, smacked the United States Champion. But I was saying championship because the title is starting to feel like it means a little something again. I don't know. But it's looking cool. It doesn't feel like a second fiddle championship. AJ running around with it, having great matches, picking up victories. He's he's doing the mother-loving thing. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. And, and the club right with him. I mean, you maybe, maybe it don't. I mean, I would like to see them win also. We'll see how this biggest tag team turmoil match ever to, to decide who's the best tag team in the world. You know, I think um, it's it's going to be good. And I think the, the club can definitely have a good showing, hopefully. Don't want to just have them be in like a job-out team because they actually are very comical and can make things interesting. I mean, I, I'm, I'll just leave it there because it's the best thing I could possibly do and just hope for the best for them. But those three as a unit, as the OC, they're great. They're great together. They work really well together, in my opinion. It's just a lot of fun watching these guys on screen because they know each other and, you know, being heels and badass. This is what's up. Either way, um, good match and a good segment from Umberto and AJ. Well, a phenomenal match. <laughs> Yo. All right. Now, I'm not going to stay on this long. We've been here long enough. 
Lana and Bobby Lashley and Rusev. Rusev came out to the ring. And man, yo, I don't even know what this character is that Rusev is portraying right now. Like, like this, 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 this Rusev. Ah, oh, man. I, I don't even know how to feel. Like, I don't want to say, you know, too much, but it's like, ugh. He, he came out looking like a whole family man, and he's trying to be a good guy. Like, I, I, I can respect it. But, uh, uh, uh God, Ruru. You know, like, the, the, you can hear some parts of the crowd chanting Rusev Day, but... You can see the cameras cutting to all of the fans that are just screaming Rusev. What are we doing with Rusev Day? What are we doing with Rusev Day? I, I don't want to... I'm not trying to, you know, force anything or nothing like that. What are we doing with Rusev Day? Is Rusev Day back? Because we all were Rusev Day back. I mean, it was wildly over. But come on, son. Come on, son. Like... Like, come on, son. What are, what are we doing, Rusev? Day? Uh, that's really all I got to say. The rest of this segment, man, Lana and you know, Bobby Lashley, Lana was backstage the whole night. The the video package was hilarious. I try not to laugh out loud too hard at this bullshit because it is bullshit. And um, yeah, you go go to the WWE social media platforms and watch that. That segment. It's completely soap opera. It's so it's so corny, it's comical to me. You know, and uh, I mean Bobby Lashley stands tall, low blow at the end, and hot make out to end the show. Good God. I don't even know what to say about it. Either way, that's 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 Monday Night Raw. Shouts to everybody to bring you the podcast each week. LOL WWE. Just LOL. Mr. McMahon, LMAO. You cut the shit, alright? <laughs> I'm joking, but Jesus, man. Anyway, I will catch you guys uh, for SmackDown Live. Or, oh, excuse me, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Peace.